Hey, Annalise Marie Frank here, but most people just call me Ann Frank. Some of you may know me, and some of you may not. I'm going to tell you about my life, although it was a short one. I hope that my words left an impact on many people in the future. I was born on June 12, 1929 in Frankfurt, Germany. I lived with my mom, Edith, and my dad, Otto, and also my older sister by three years, Margot. We were a Jewish family. Before we went into hiding, my life was pretty typical. In my early years, the unemployment was high and Hitler was gaining more and more power. This forced me and my family to move to Amsterdam and start a business. Our business involved trading pectin, which was a gelling agent for making jam. The finished product was so delicious. It goes best with a glass of cold milk. It didn't take long for me to feel at home in the Netherlands. I liked it there. I had learned the language, made new friends, and went to a Dutch school near my home. My sister and I used to make up fun and silly games together to pass the time. Of course, because she was older, she was always the teacher and I was the student when we could play school. <laughs> we, of course, had our fair share of fights, where mom and dad would have to break us up and separate us, but we got along for the most part. Typical siblings, right? When I was 10 years old, the Nazis invaded Poland, which started the Second World War. Not long after, on May 10th, 1940, the Nazis also invaded the Netherlands. Five days later, the Dutch army surrendered. After all this happened, the Nazis started to ruin our lives. Jews weren't allowed at parks or movie theaters. We even weren't allowed to go to the same schools as other people. My father also lost his company. Nazis kept taking things further one small step at a time. Jews had to start wearing a Star of David on their clothes. Being such a young girl, I was confused as to why this was all happening. On the 5th of July, 1942, my sister Margaret got a call up to report to a so-called labor camp in Nazi Germany. My parents were suspicious, so they decided to bring us into hiding the next day to avoid persecution. In the spring of 1942, my father had started furnishing a hiding place in the annex of his business premises. He had received help from his former colleagues. Before long, we were joined by four more people, close friends of my family, the Van Pels and Fritz Prefer, a local dentist. The annex was cramped and I had to keep quiet a lot because we were all afraid of being caught. On my 13th birthday, I had received a diary that I wrote in quite often. During my two years of hiding, I had written about events in the annex, but I also would write about my feelings and thoughts. In addition, I wrote stories started on a novel, and copied passages from books I had read before. Writing helped pass time for me. It was a long two years in the annex. There was very little privacy, and it felt like we were always on top of each other. My sister and I played games to pass the time also, but we always had to stay very quiet. I mean, we were only hidden by a movable bookshelf. Of course, all the windows had to be covered. Most days were the same. The same routine, we would listen to classical music and read after dinner. This was one of my favorite songs to listen to. Most people would agree this was boring, but we became used to the everyday happenings. 
Except Sundays. I hated Sundays. They were cleaning days. I couldn't wait for them to be over. I had just started rewriting my diary, but before I could finish, the other people and I living in the annex were discovered and arrested by police officers on August 4th, 1944. How did they find us? I was so scared. I remember it like it was yesterday. I didn't want to die or be separated from my family. The police also arrested two of the helpers that helped me hide. To this day, we do not know the reason the police raided the annex. Luckily, some of my writing had been preserved. Two of the people who had helped me took my writing right before the annex was cleaned out by the Nazis. The other people and I from the annex were put on a transport to the Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration and extermination camp. The train ride was three days long, during which me and over a thousand other people were packed closely together in cattle wagons. There was little food and water and only a barrel for a toilet. Why were they doing this to me? And what did my family and I do that was so wrong to deserve this? I just wanted my life to go back to normal. Upon my arrival to Auschwitz, Nazi doctors checked to see who would not be able to do heavy forced labor. Around 350 people from my transport were immediately taken to the gas chambers and murdered. It was very scary to witness. Me and Marga and my mom were sent to a concentration camp for women. My father ended up in a camp for men. We were there for two months before they moved us again. Although difficult, I was glad we were together. When they moved me and my family again, I was extremely scared. What if they were bringing us to the gas chambers, I thought. It turned out that they were bringing us to a different camp named Bergen-Belsen. The conditions here were awful, just like Auschwitz. There was a lack of food and water, it was freezing cold, wet, and there were many contagious diseases. My sister and I contracted typhus. It was awful. My whole body ached. First, in January 1945, my mother had died of starvation at the Auschwitz concentration camp. In February 1945, my sister and I both died to the virus typhus. First Margaret, then me. My father Otto was the only person from the annex to survive the war. He was first liberated from Auschwitz by the Russians, and during my father's long journey back home, he had learned that my mother had died. He was also completely devastated. Not long after that, when he finally got home to the Netherlands, he had found out my sister and I were no longer alive. All that work hiding us and protecting us, and he was left without a family. Dad ended up remarrying a woman named Alfred Geringer in 1953, who helped him with the Anne Frank Foundation, which advocates the fight against anti-Semitism and racism. I am happy for him. I just wish I was around longer to have more time with him. Here is my father in his own words talking about me and my diary. I knew that Anna wrote a diary. She spoke about her diary. She left her diary with me at night in a briefcase next to my bed. I had promised her never to look in. I never did. When I returned, and after I had the news that my children would not come back, me gave me the diary, which had been saved by, I should say, a murderer. It took me a very long time to read it. And I must say, I was very much surprised about deep thoughts on the head, uh, seriousness 
especially her self-criticism. It was quite a different honor I had known as my daughter. She never really showed this kind of inner feeling. She talked about many things, we criticized many things, but what really her feelings were, I only could see from the diary. And my conclusion is, as I had been in very, very good terms with Anna, that most parents don't know really their children. Fifteen years? Fifteen years is all I got? I believe that I was put here for a reason. And being here 80 years later telling my story proves that my life meant something. I can only hope that you all try to have an impact. Be kind, be equal, open yourself up to your parents, and treat everyone how you would like to be treated. And most importantly, stand out and stand up for what you believe in. I'll end with a quote of mine. I don't think of all the misery, but of the beauty that still remains.